0: I think retreat practice is one of the most powerful things you can do to help yourself awaken, to help yourself deepen in awakening. Now, daily meditation is a great thing. I recommend it. But sustained meditation is a completely different ballgame. Try to meditate for a day, not a day straight, but several rounds of meditation over a period of a few hours, take a break, eat lunch, watch a guided meditation or watch a talk on YouTube, and then sit down and do several more rounds in a row, broken up by five minute breaks to stretch or to change positions or go to the bathroom. And then repeat these blocks of sitting a few times throughout a day, such that you're sitting several hours in one day and see what the effects are. It's usually quite different than sitting for 30 minutes or an hour. You can do this yourself. You don't require going to a Zen center or signing up for a retreat, although if you don't have the Mm -hmm. discipline to sit that much or that long by yourself, it can be really helpful to do this with a group, with a Sangha, going to a one day retreat or a two or three day retreat. So initially it may be helpful to sit in groups and it can be extremely powerful to go to a five to seven day retreat, especially with a good teacher in a group setting. The depth and profundity of the experience of the transformation is that's, a, that's available there is beyond what's typically available, practicing on your own. That's the kind of thing you don't really realize until you do it, even if you've had some significant insights. Uh, Subject yourself to sustained meditation in a group whose primary intention is to deepen the collective samadhi and essentially nothing else. Putting aside all distractions, all other agendas for several days. When you do this, especially with someone who can facilitate, like a teacher who can give good talks, uh, interact with the group participants through Q&A and so forth. This is a very, very profound experience. So this is another way to do retreat in a more official capacity. I've been to a handful of Adyashanti retreats. They're very, very powerful. I would recommend that to anyone. I haven't done Eckhart Tolle's retreats, but I'm sure they're good as well. I also do retreats myself and have gotten feedback that It's been very transformative for people. So these kind of retreat settings are very profound. There's also Vipassana retreats, there's Zen retreats. There are a lot of ways to go about this. So all the way from a one day or two or even three day retreat on your own at home to a structured, very regimented retreat, such as at a Zen center or something in between, there's a huge range of ways you can participate in retreat Uh, dynamics. So I highly recommend this. I would say it's one of the things that when I see people who feel kind of stuck, they've been at this for a time, for several years even, and don't know what to do next or just feel like they're kind of spinning their wheels. Sometimes I'll ask them, have you been on retreat? And they say no. And to me it's like, well, try something you haven't tried before. Or even just interacting directly with someone who is Uh, realized can be a huge um, uh, transformative uh, endeavor so I kind of look for these things that that people uh, sometimes overlook and suggest it to them but retreat is one of them for sure so if you decide to take yourself on retreat to put aside all distractions turn your phone off sit at home schedule some rounds of meditation broken up by time for stretching or movement exercises or short walks or lunch, dinner, etc. I recommend really giving yourself to that, meaning stay in your immediate experience as continuously as possible. That's the beauty of retreat is that if we're willing to, we can really put all of the endless distractions aside often before you do a retreat if you've never done one uh, you may not realize how much distraction actually goes on how much you're pulled around by the mind after a retreat after a even one day retreat but certainly a longer retreat it can be really surprising how difficult it was to not distract How much tendency there is for the mind to run into this distraction and that distraction. This shows us a lot about the dynamics of mind identification. So it's a very valuable endeavor from that standpoint alone. But the underlying movement of giving ourselves to this unbinding process, to presence itself, is usually not even recognized until perhaps a few weeks later or even longer because so much happens beneath the radar. So much happens at the energetic level or outside the notice of the mind that seems to be tracking and keeping tabs on everything all the time and keeping score. That part of the mind just starts to spin when we sit for long periods and at some point it'll be quiet and then it may get loud again become quiet again and emotions come. All of those are really just side effects. What's really going on is so subtle often that we don't really notice it, but it does matter. It makes a big difference. And the way we come into contact with that, even though it's not immediately obvious to us a lot of the time, is through this intention, the intention to surrender, the intention to being willing to let the process take us. For that period of time that we've committed to, whether it's a day, three days, seven days, we can give ourselves to this process by just again and again reminding ourselves no need to distract, no need to mind wander. Whatever presents itself here is exactly right. Whatever presents itself here is exactly what's needed to let go, to reach a more fundamental level of experience to unbind from that identity that's been hiding in the background. There's a sort of natural intelligence to this, so to speak, that is not the kind of human intelligence we can engage with our mind or with conception. So it's a matter of trust. We engage it through trust and we engage it through surrender. Now, you might be sensing that this, of course, applies to life as usual, but especially early on in this process, the momentum of life as usual being interwoven with mind identification is very strong and very continual. So it can be really helpful to break that up with retreats, with time off from all of that, to really start getting back in touch with your deeper instincts, your deeper truth, and as you get back in touch with that, you will start to find over time that it is available moment to moment. It's available throughout the day, no matter how busy you are, no matter what else you seem to be doing, this is still here. It's still accessible. But again, early on, especially, the momentum is so strong to be for our attention to be pulled back into the mind, back into the storyline. So this is the value of retreat. Now If you can't do even a one-day retreat or you don't have the discipline or means or time to do it, there are ways to have many retreats like a 30-minute retreat, a one-hour retreat. This is meditation, but don't call it meditation. Don't just do the usual, don't just do the same. Really put aside all distractions. Maybe even put yourself physically in a place that is unfamiliar, such that your physical surroundings don't trigger your mind into identifying with who you are, where you are, don't give you the usual things to think about. Use that time, even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour or perhaps a couple of hours, use that time to really let go. Let it pull you deeper. Let it pull you beyond the mind let it pull you beyond all of your agendas, the usual day-to-day, yakety-yak of the mind. Just for this time, let yourself drop beyond that, beyond the reaches of thought, beyond the reaches of self-narrative, beyond the reaches of doubt, beyond the reaches of time, beyond the reaches of space. Let yourself be taken. You'll do it at some point. The opportunities are here all the time. Sometimes you just have to have that symbolic willingness by putting some time aside, calling it retreat, calling it surrender. Give yourself that break from the seemingly solid identity structure. Give yourself a break from the worry. Give yourself a break from the seeking. Give yourself a break from trying to become, trying to refine, trying to move away from, trying to grow out of. Give yourself a break from all of that activity, which is all mental activity, and find out what's here. That's the spirit of retreat. It's not about the length of time necessarily, it's about the depth of surrender. But, especially initially when we feel like we live very much bound by time, then that break in the timeline can be very valuable. But, regardless of how you retreat, or how you go on retreat, or how you surrender, or for what length of time, just know Let this drop into your unconscious and beyond, that it's about the depth. It's about the depth of release, about the depth of letting go, about the depth of surrender. That's what really matters. Happy retreat.